Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Pulp Fliction. We are here. We are for you to talk about lots and lots and lots of good stuff. This week in Rolling Stone, um, the 50 worst decisions in TV history were listed. Let's take a look and go through some of these, okay? Um, number 48 on this list, the Geico Cavemen get their own sitcom. Who out there has seen the Geico Caveman commercial? I have. They were some of my favorites when they were uh, around in those mid-2005, 2004, 2006, right around that time. Um, they were so, so awesome that they decided that they were going to get their own television sitcom. Not, not good. All right. Uh, there was a lot of pain. Um, it's set in some version of San Diego where it's got cavemen interacting and living with, well, non-cavemen. Not really, really a good decision in any way, shape, or form. Um, 46. Let's talk about 46 Saturday Night Live fires Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. Can you imagine firing them too? You know, they're just like, you know what? Uh, they were, <laughs> the reason was, is because that they were getting paid too much according to NBC. So you're saying to yourself, how much could they have been making that is so much that they're going to get fired? Come on now. Saturday Night Live is what made these two. But they decided to kind of, well, give them the heave-ho. That wasn't very good um, in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> this was a good one. 41, I remember this one. This is in 1986. This is kind of like a click-back Geraldo, who at the time, um, huge, huge television host, has lots and lots and lots of crazy topics he decides that he's gonna let people inside al capone's vault 30 million people turned into this television special called the mystery of al capone's vault um it was a recently cracked open vault that was once used by a notorious the notorious crime boss al capone who's in the movie the untouchables played by robert de niro who is celebrating a birthday today what a coincidence um but that being said all that were inside this was empty bottles and a lot of dirt. Um, unfortunately, you know, there was some humiliation because there was supposed to be promised lots and lots and lots and lots of happened. Um, number 40, uh, the Ren and Stimpy's adult party cartoon is allowed to happen, which is, uh, well, it was a, it was a special. Um, and it was really, 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 there's some grotesque stuff, grotesque stuff in there. There is uh, well, Ren and Stippley, actually, they, 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 they have sex in this, this, this episode. Um, just, just really, really bizarre compared to, well, the original show was a little bizarre, but this is just, um, you know, six episodes were made and they were only able to play three before, um, you know. Before that was being said, uh, 39, uh, it says MTV gives up. Okay. And really pretty much becomes just ridiculousness, which is pretty much was, was, uh, kind of alluded to and showcased in 2006 idiocracy. If you remember that movie, it was set 500 years in the future and pretty much 
a lot of the television shows in which you see on MTV, well, they are pretty much just like a lot of the shows that they currently have on there now. So ridiculousness kind of is the model in which MTV is going for when the truth and the reality is, is back in the day, that was not the model that MTV went for. MTV was going for the model of, well, playing music videos. And like the hookup on music, you know, music videos are awesome. Learn a You could see some of your favorite bands, listen to new songs. So this ridiculousness channel in which MTV has become is really, 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 really crazy. Uh, 38 Family Matters disappears Judy Winslow. Okay, so uh, there were three children, okay, Laura, Eddie, and Judy. In the 12th episode, however, Laura was forced out on a date by a hopeless nerd lave, Steve Urkel. Okay, since audiences fell in love with Urkel, okay, Judy, who was played by the child actress Jamie Foxworth, was impacted the worst and was reduced to little more than a background character by the third and fourth season. So uh, because Steve Urkel became so popular, because he became so famous, well, you know, uh, her character became in the background crazy is star Trek and Gilligan's Island. Both shows that everyone really remembers at 37 here on the list were canceled after just three seasons. Neither of them were able to hit that hundred episode mark. Kind of crazy considering that, uh, according to Jim is 182 episodes across eight seasons. So 182 of Jim Belushi's according to Jim, not even three se- uh, four seasons of star Trek or Gilligan's Island. Um, Second, 36, who wants to be a millionaire? Huge, 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 huge in 1999. The launch of it in August was big. Okay, I remember everybody was watching this. Everybody think that they could be a millionaire. Well, not everyone could be a millionaire, but it really, really, really got out of hand. And then the novelty wore off, okay? More reality shows like this show has come out, like Survivor and Big Brother, where money is put in front of you to try to win burnout, burnout, burnout central. Um, 35, they have a Mad About You reboot that was on Spectrum. Okay. Okay. They said between November and December 2019, the total viewership of the Mad About You um, was about 16 people. And then it was canceled. Uh, so a vacuum. You know, no one really uh, remembers this. I don't even remember this reboot. But uh, Paul Reiser, even though he was a scumbucket and aliens, deserved a little bit better th- than this. Um, 34 is a recent one. This is just really stupid. Um, HBO Max is no longer using the, the word HBO. It's just Max. Stupid, stupid, stupid at 34. Um, I'm a big fan of HBO. Just the letters. It just brings you back to a different different time. Um you know, it, it's that's just kind of, uh, you know, a thing. Like at 31, rebooting Quantum Leap without Scott Bakula. Don't know if that's a good idea because the first season ran five seasons. Not too sure how long. Um, well, let me put you this way. Um, they renewed the show um, for a second season. So why don't we just bring back Bakula? Doing it without him is just not, not, not good. Um, just like at 30, asking James Franco to co-host the Academy Awards 
was 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 not not a good not a good idea just based upon some of the things that uh you know that you've heard um there was an uncomfortability between James Franco and um Anne Hathaway um another one 29 Laverne and Shirley a classic classic 1970s show uh they dumped Shirley Laverne and Shirley after a while no longer had Shirley how has that happened um, Art Garfunkel releasing solo albums under the name Simon and Garfunkel would just be really, really, really ridiculous. Okay. Um, another one that they thought was crazy at 28 was that Mr. Skinner was an imposter on The Simpsons. That's just crazy. Um, 27, Joey, the own show from uh, Friends, him getting his own show. Just thinking about that makes my stomach hurt when I remember seeing that Joey has his own show come on now joey from friends he wasn't even my favorite character i'm not even a fan of the show but whatever i watched he was like low um and after only two seasons it cost nbc a fortune too um but guess what who wins the actor because he made 30 million dollars so i'll take a failure for 30 million dollars pretty much um you know it's 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 you're going and you're going through this stuff. Um, it's just, it's just 21. Okay. The state. Awesome. Awesome. The state. Um, Ken Marino's part of the state. He's awesome. Um, Thomas Lennon, part of the state. They're on MTV. That's where I first saw this show. If you had not seen this, um, this is back when they used to have Ann Flux, uh, liquid television. Um, well, they decided to pick up from MTV and go to CBS. Um, was not good. Um, it, it's pretty, 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 pretty much that this was a flop. Should have stayed on MTV. Should have been uh, bigger, huger. Just, just a lot, a lot of different things. You know, always there's going to be some blown endings on television shows. So at 18, lost. A lot of people were not have, ha- happy. Um, people feel like they were in purgatory there at the end of loss. That's kind of what it says here in the, the article. Um, you know, you, you've got, you know, at 14. Um, this one is the only one, the first one that I'm going to disagree with a little bit. Because as you heard before on this show, I am a little bit of a fan of Westworld. I thought Westworld was a good show. I thought it was solid for what it was trying to accomplish. But a lot of people feel like it's sputtered out there towards, well, the end. And in a way, shape, or form, it, uh, you know, it does, you know, in, a, in their own way. So that being said, you know, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you just could go ahead and, you know, you could say to yourself, please put together some better endings for some of these or, or, or make – because guys like me, even though I'm good, you know, I'm sure there, there were a lot less people who enjoyed the way it went. But still, that being said, I enjoyed it. Um, the Office, why at 13 on this list that they keep going on with Steve Carell is something that the, all of us will be confused and concerned about uh, for quite, 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 quite a lot of uh, money. Um, David Caruso leaving NYPD Blue after one season. Okay, Um, he thought he'd become a movie star. Unfortunately, because of Kiss of Death and Jade, which I brought up last week because it's a William freaking movie, 
really shocking the way that he just kind of left and thought he was going to be the big time and not, 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 not good. Uh, number eight, HBO, TNT, Showtime, and FX all turned down Breaking Bad. Um, uh, TNT in this article says that if they were to buy it, um, creator Vince Gilligan said they said that they would all be fired. Um, HBO could not have been less interested. This is what they said. Not even in my story, but about whether I actually lived or died. Showtime turned it down because the premise felt too similar to Weeds. But FX actually did agree to buy it. The deal didn't last long since it felt it had too many other dark shows about anti-heroes. So all these people are probably like, what? Why did we give away this show? Like at number seven, why did Chevy Chase have his own talk show? Okay. Why is NBC, you know, why did they mess up at number six, the Leno and Conan situation? Okay, Leno was leaving. All Conan was going to do was take over. Biff, the whole entire situation. Um, but, uh, you know, that being said, you know, these are, this is where we are. Now we're, we're, we're dipping now into the final top five. Number five. Unfortunately, it was Roseanne. I wouldn't even say unfortunately good for her because she should never be using racist language. She was canceled right off of uh, Roseanne. Um, show continued to go on. And now it's called The Connors. Okay, number four. Um, Norm MacDonald was also fired from SNL over his hilarious O.J. Simpson jokes. Um, we're not going to repeat any of those jokes. Um, but that being said... Uh, McDonald was stretching the limits by telling some jokes there, and he got fired. Um, number three, Fox passes on The Sopranos. So Fox could have been The Sopranos, which I would believe that if if Sopranos was on Fox, it probably would have been a lot, lot, lot lower rated, to be frankly honest with you. Um, but that being said, you know, we continue down to two, two, I still can't believe this because, unfortunately, before my mom passed away, she was like this apprentice with Donald Trump. It's kind of funny. Kind of curious on how she would have thought that this man became um, a president. You know, but that being said, letting him kind of take over and be a television titan, you know, I don't know if they could have picked somebody probably better at that moment to be that television titan. And the number one, kind of shocked that this was the number one on this list, but... NBC decides to cancel Freaks and Geeks, okay? Um, look at all the people that were on this show. Seth Rogen, Jason Segal, Martin Starr, Busy Phillips, Linda Cardellini, Sam Levine, John Francis Daly, um, bringing up James Franco again. Um, just really, 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 really awesome show. Um, uh, you know, uh, there was only, though, unfortunately... Just that one time. Um, they pulled the plug even before all the episodes even got shot for the first season. Um, so we never got to know if this show could go on and become more than pretty much well, what it is. And honestly, what it was for when it came out, it was just a really, really, really good show. Then again, kind of showed, you know, the childhood in, in suburban Michigan, you know, which honestly – on television, you don't see a whole lot of that. Um, but uh, that being said, 
you know, that, that, those, that was the list. Okay. I'm sure out there you could come up with a bunch of things that you possibly seen on television that might be like, well, this kind of rubs me. Uh, well, it doesn't really, what's the word I want to say, set me up to be, uh, you know, having a good time on the old television, you know, think about it though. If Breaking Bad was on HBO, could it have been darker? Maybe. Could they have done more? Possibly. But that being said, we really don't know that. And we will, we might never know that because guess what? It didn't air on there. It aired on AMC. Okay. Um, and on AMC, well, uh, it did a good job. Okay. Um, it did a good job. Um, which is exactly what you're looking for in these type of things. Now, earlier in this episode, okay, I was, I kind of threw out there that today, okay, today is the day, okay, that Mr. Robert De Niro is turning 80 years old. The Robert De Niro, 80 years old. So what I want to do right here is let's take a look here into some, let's open up this, this catalog of, of De Niro. And let's talk about maybe some De Niro roles that maybe we haven't talked about too often. Let's talk about his role in Backdraft as Donald the Shadow Rimgully. I really think that this is, again, a character that not on the screen, maybe more than, you know, a handful in the movie, but character really, really awesome. Brings a lot to the movies. Um, Recently, with my big breakdown of Rain Man, another movie that kind of reminds me a little bit of Rain Man it is Awakenings, okay? A really, really awesome Penny Marshall-directed movie where Robert De Niro and Robin Williams, okay? They are head-to-head in this movie. Very, very, very interesting to, again, see another movie and see De Niro play a character that is, well, it's not your usual mob character that you're used to that De Niro is playing. He is playing something a little bit more, something that seems like even a little bit more actually mature, okay? Another movie I'd like to mention is Angel Heart, okay? This one is 87. Really, really, really a deep cut. I would call it Angel Heart is a a deep, 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 deep Robert De Niro cut. Um, Doesn't get talked about barely at all. Okay, and let's throw out one more here. Let's throw out one that I've been watching quite a bit lately, and we're going to go a little bit more in depth on this movie right now, okay? The movie is Copland, okay? It is directed by Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones movie, James Mangold, who has done a lot more than just the new Indiana Jones movie. He's done 310 to Yuma, which we talked about last week. He's talking about Girl Interrupted, Identity, Walk the Line, you know, the Wolverine and Logan in that franchise. Just And like I just said, the Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones, he's done that. But really, 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 really good director. That being said, and being a really, 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 really good director, he has, well, found his way into, well, lots and lots and lots of good projects. And Copland, Copland, just to get started, is... I would put this Copland in my top, in my, in my top, it's at least in my top 50, okay? Copland's his second movie. It's a neo-noir crime drama, okay? Stars Sylvester Stallone in it. I would put an out-of-character role for him. Totally different than a lot of other things that he has done. Um, but that's what we like from our actors. 
personally, I don't want to see my actors doing the same old thing that I'm used to seeing them do. If I have to see De Niro play the same mob role over and over and over, it's going to get old. Okay, and in this movie, he's mixing it up with Harvey Keitel, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Peter Berg, Janine Garofalo, Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport, and a lot, a lot others. Now, written by James Mangold, this movie just really kind of sets sets everything up. And what it is is all these cops from New York live in this little town in New Jersey where technically that's why it's called Copland because they all live there. And the, the sheriff of this town is Stallone. And he's a little slow to the take, but as it goes along, he becomes into mixed into this, this web with these police officers, lots and lots of good stuff on here. Um, I, I find it awesome because again, it shows characters playing outside of their roles. Okay. This movie is coming out in 1997 and even De Niro. Okay. De Niro looks like he's playing an older character than maybe some of the characters that he played up until this point, which is awesome. De Niro playing characters is what we want. We always want De Niro stepping up to that, stepping up to the plate and hitting home runs. And in Copland, everyone in this movie, I think hits, hits a home run for the most part. You know, it's, it's a really, really, really great, great movie. Um, a lot of people say the movie is too long. I did not have a problem with that at all. Um, it's a hard edge. It's got it, it's it's got the ending. The ending for some reason it reminds me of like a, a taxi driver type ending, where everything kind of comes flying up into the fold and kind of uh, you know what's the word I'm saying? Um, just kind of brings it all, just brings it all around and brings the movie around. Which well. That's exactly what you want when you're dealing with 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 a movie. You want a movie that that's sharp, sharp on its edges. It keeps you on your feet. Uh, you know, just just an all around you know approach. Um, a lot of good music in the movie. You know, Bruce Springsteen, Blue Oyster Cult. A lot a lot of good stuff. Um, I guess this is what's crazy when you start doing research for this that the actual. Garrison, the town that's the name in the movie, is actually based on James Mangold's hometown of Washington, New York. It's about 60 miles from New York City. This is where he uh, he, 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 he grew up, and he said a lot of the uh, current and former were NYPD police officers. Um, cool is that Stallone went above and beyond to, for this role. Stallone gained 40 pounds okay, to portray the beat-down sheriff of Garrison. Um, most of the movie was shot in Edgewater, New Jersey. Kind of cool to get some things kind of on the scene there. But like I said, an overall really, really good movie. Um, you know, the movie had a budget of $15 million, which in today's time is not a lot. And it made $63.7 million. I'm curious if today's time period, this movie could be made and this movie could you know, um, you know, that, 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 that being said, definitely, definitely worth your time. Um, definitely, definitely worth everything. Definitely worth checking out. Okay. If not more than to see those characters playing beat, 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 what's the word I'm saying? Beat, 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 being things that they are usually not in maybe other movies. Um, which is exactly what we're 
always, always looking for on this television show. I said television show on this podcast show is we're always looking for, well, different things to push us to that, uh, that next, that next, well, that next overall, just, 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 just feeling of greatness at the theater. Now, that being said, greatness at the theater, um, a movie is being released this weekend. Okay. Um, the movie is blue beetle. Okay, there are sneak previews today of this movie. I'm kind of curious to see how this movie is going to play out. Okay, this movie has a $120 million budget um, by DC. I'm not familiar with this movie. I'm not familiar with its characters. Honestly, when even looking at the cast list here, the only people I recognize is Susan Sarandon and George Lopez. So I'm curious to see how this movie does, especially for DC. Okay, it's directed by A. Angel Manuel Soto, okay, he is a screenwriter. Has he directed things before? Something in 2020 called Charm City Kids. I have not seen it, but he has been behind the screen, uh, the the camera before. Um, but other different things, you know, they got music. Okay, so far though, the reviews are more positive than the last um, uh, DC movies. Okay, um, it is something a little bit different. You're a fan of comic book movies, maybe fans of something a little bit different. You know, Blue Beetle might be something worth checking out. Show some, uh, show some uh, support. You know, but that being said, you know, for me, taking on a new character like Blue Beetle it could be interesting, considering that maybe you could have a little bit of superhero fatigue. So with having a little bit of superhero fatigue... Well, we'll check out Blue Beetle and see kind of what it's like, you know, and we'll get back to you, okay? Because what Blue Beetle is, is he's a college graduate who, uh, he's he gets this alien biotechnical, gives him powers and exoskeleton armor that turns him into the Blue Beetle. So we're going to just pretty much see how this works and we'll check back in with you to kind of say, well, hey, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Is it worth my time? Um, and all of that. Speaking of worth your time, Billions is back. Okay, uh, a lot of lot of great actors and in billion actresses in Billions. Okay, Paul Giamatti and Damian Lewis are amazing. Maggie Siff is amazing. David Constable, who earlier we talked about Breaking Bad, he was amazing in Breaking Bad. Um, honestly, him playing Gale um, was my my. Eye-opening awakening to him, but Billions is a really, really good show. Um, it's actually could be could be more up your alley than let's say if you did not like Succession, because this movie has a little bit more of a bigger base. Okay, it has it seems a bigger scope. Okay, um, all all awesome other actors in the show are Taylor. Um, other awesome actors in this show are like uh, actors, actresses are like Corey Stoll does a good job. Um, Jeffrey Demon, Asia Kate Dillon, just really, really good show. But it is returned now. It's back. Okay. Now the last season, unfortunately, Corey Stoll was not a part of it, but he's back for season seven. Okay. 12 episodes. Um, they've got spinoffs coming to the show already. Okay, they've got some spinoffs, millions and trillions is supposedly what these spinoffs are called. And well, 
if you're a fan of this show, I'm sure when those other shows come out, I will give you a little bit of a taste or is it worth it? Is it good? Um, all that being said, if you have never checked out Billions, go back and start from the beginning and give Damian Lewis a chance. Damian Lewis is a really, 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 really awesome actor. He is what I would call, I would call him underrated. Um, he's been in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He played Steve McQueen in that movie, but he's been in some other things through the years. Okay. I've seen him uh, in Dreamcatcher was the very first time I seen him in, in anything. He's also been in some other things, um, more of kind of in the background. Okay. But another great television show, if you've never seen him on, he played for four seasons is 38 episodes is Homeland. He played Nicholas Brody, really, really good stuff. Did a really, really good job with Claire Danes. Um, worth checking out, worth your time. If you like spy stuff, if you're a fan of the, um, born identity movies, if you're a fan of, of just, 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 just good Tom Clancy. Definitely, definitely, definitely suggest checking out Damian Lewis in Homeland. Well, everybody, let me tell you something. This was a lot, a lot of fun. Okay. Been a long week. I like to just chop it up. Okay. I like to just come on here and chop it up about things that are going on in movies, television, music, whatever, ever 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 that you'd like to talk to you can always reach out to me if you'd like to join and be a part-time member on the show if you'd like to call and uh, or just be in for a segment if you'd like to come in once a month whatever it is we're always welcoming more stuff always check out the hookup on music on the penguin sadistic youtube channel head down there subscribe hit the like button but besides all of that until next week until we find you thank you thank you so much for tuning into pulp fliction thank you thank you so much when do you think maybe he should be taken to a doctor? As soon as possible. As soon as possible. And we will be back with you as soon as impossible. Thank you. My name is Tony, and thank you for tuning into Paul Flitch. <laughs>